Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise, a Montana-based podcast produced by Pintler Group Digital Marketing. Today, I'm joined by Carrie Hislop, Communications Coordinator for the College of Humanities and Sciences at the University of Montana, right here in Missoula. We talked about her path to a career in marketing, her 20 years living abroad, and the magic that is Missoula. We know you're going to love this one, so without further ado, let's jump right in. Here we are, Carrie Hislop. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to have you on Cutting Through the Noise. lovely to be here on this not quite rainy day. Yeah, not quite rainy. I know the Lady Grizz soccer team kicks off at 3 today, which is kind of cool. Usually they don't have like these Friday afternoon games, but I thought that was kind of neat. And the weather looks like it might hold. Yeah, we'll see. You might get sprinkled on just I think, a little yeah, bit. Probably TBD, right? We are in Montana after all. Well, if it does rain, you can go over the planetarium tonight and tour the solar system. Oh, is that going on tonight? Yeah, the every Friday, 5.30, 6.30 now through the end of December. Might just have to check that out. It's very cool. We even have students doing most of the programming there. So Well, now we have to drop some things in the show notes, and we're only 30 seconds into the show. <laughs> we are Planetary. marketers. Let's we go. are marketers, Kyle. At heart, yes, we are. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about, Carrie, what, what you're up to in Missoula. What, uh, what, what are you doing? So I am currently the media manager for the College of Humanities and Sciences at the University of Montana. So Awesome. For my sins, or <laughs> I get to um, manage a, a ton of all all the websites that the College of Humanities and Sciences does. Oh wow! Um, I, I try to identify and bring to the surface um, events, student news, um, our amazing faculty, um, and kind of rise those up to the top, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much stuff happening in the College of Humanities and Sciences and kind of identifying the best thing to talk about at the moment is often what my job entails. Yeah, what to feature when there's so many things to feature. Yeah, yeah. And where do you typically feature these things? Is this, are you managing LinkedIn? Are you, so the website, of course, you're highlighting like, yeah, hey, I do cool LinkedIn, store. I do website, I do um, all the all the department websites. Okay. I might um, actually work with students and faculty within a department to um, talk to them about how they manage their websites and how they bring their stories to the top. Um, and then I'll, I, I'm sort of constantly monitoring social media on like Insta and Facebook and, and looking at what different departments are talking about for themselves. Oh, cool. And then yeah. rising those up on the college um, site. So sort of mm-hmm. focusing on bringing those things out to my audience as well. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. It, it seems like at universities you have these – because you, know, you, you often have the marketing department at the university, or maybe there's a university relations, or maybe there's both. Then there's admissions, which has a message that they want to get to the masses. Um, but then I feel like the true sort of marketing in the weeds is happening at the department level, at the, you know, the College of Humanities, the College of Business. The for- and they all sort of have these individuals similar to yourself that are wearing a lot of hats. Because not only are you managing all that that you just described, but I'm guessing if there's, hey, there's an event tonight, like you're pretty involved in that event if it's taking place anywhere near the, the, the College of Humanities. 
sorry, College of Arts and Humanities and Sciences. Humanities and Sciences. Um, so talk a little bit about how you balance that with all the other things you have going on. Yeah. Um, some days it's easy. Some days, you know, you have that beautiful sort of quiet and this this amazing story rises to the top and you're like, oh, I, not only do I have this great story, but I have the time and the focus <laughs> I need to really do it right. justice. There's nobody standing at my yeah. desk. There's this not like incredible. 20 people in here. There's, <laughs> I mean, that does happen. Um, and then there's other days where you literally have 40 things and and trying to figure out what to prioritize and what to bring forward is not as easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally try to stick to things that are have a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, if the Department of History is doing, um, as they most recently did, this uh, wonderful lecture series on military history mm-hmm. that has resonance for not just the Department of History students, but the university as a whole, and perhaps Missoula and maybe even Montana and right. beyond, that's going to get a little bit more of my time mm-hmm. than perhaps um, the speaker seminar that happens every week in a different department. Right, right. Um, but that happens across the university. Yeah. We are constantly sort of saying, what has the most resonance to the most number of our audience? Because it's not just students we're, we're marketing to. It's not just each other or faculty. It's often a crazy alumni, um, mm-hmm. you know, people who just moved to this beautiful city we call Missoula and right. want to know what's going on. So, yeah, yeah, that also makes your marketing job harder. Totally. We were talking a little before the podcast. Um, you've lived in a lot of cool places, uh, really cool places. And we can we can get into that a little bit, but I want to address sort of what that means when you arrive back to Missoula because you went to school here yep you went to school here left Peace Corps 25 years abroad New York City uh lived in where were some of the other places Yangon they're not necessarily cool places or touristy places okay. <laughs> like uh Khartoum Sudan I lived okay yeah not it was a lot of often direct like flights. um yeah. conflict zones <laughs> yes got it okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, and so then you, you come back to Missoula, and I, I think universities might be especially guilty of this, but hiring folks that, oh, they just graduated from the university, now they're going to help in the marketing department, or, yep, they graduated from the university, they lived in Missoula for 10 years, now we're going to hire them back into the university. But your experience leaving Missoula, leaving Montana, leaving the United States, living in other places, coming back, I feel like there's a real beginner's mind to that not a beginner's mind but just you're looking at the university from a completely different lens than somebody who might have never left Missoula County can you talk about how that's impacted how you approach this role that you find yourself in sure I think um it's amazing to get outside of your box and you're right there's many people around me who have been inside maybe it's the Missoula box Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a university box. I've always been a tenured faculty member somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's I've always worked in marketing. Um, right. You have your box. Right. You may not even know what your box looks like. 
Mm-hmm. I find I have a hard time thinking that I ha- I am American and Montanan, mm-hmm. and that is my box, only to turn around and realize the people that I thought I was in my box with are not, they don't have the same perceptions of things that I do, mm-hmm. right? So it's hard to determine where you differ sometimes because you, I, I'm already assuming that I'm, I've got that basis, yeah? But I think that for me, it it makes me ask questions that other people don't. Hmm. How does that affect our students is a question that we ask all the time. Um, when then, then sometimes we talk and don't listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. I find, um, I hope I'm a better listener that I might ask questions that people have not heard before or even contemplated um, and then listen to those answers. And that can strengthen where I put my focus and where I put my attention when I'm looking at telling a story. Um, I think that's also the key is like you hear something and you and you think, oh, that's that's interesting. That's a great story. But what about that story? is the the hook or the truly interesting thing mm-hmm. and that definitely changes depending on where you come from as as you know totally yeah understanding or i think living in a place where oh college football not that big of a deal it's then you come here and you know in the marketing materials you want to put the stadium on the cover and the, it's like well who are we reaching you know are we reaching missoulians are we reaching montanas or are we trying to reach people in somewhere where they didn't know that the University of Montana are the Grizzlies. Yeah. And go Grizz doesn't mean much to, to that person. But there's a lot that's happening, I'm sure, like the stories that you're you know, surfacing to the top that might be very interesting to, to a person in wherever it might be. But it's not Montana. probably are not football related. Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably not football related, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. I, I grew up in New York uh, and – you know, lived in Chicago and then Richmond, Virginia, and then took a job in the marketing department at Missoula College. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, I think I was the only one that didn't graduate from the university. And I always felt like, you know, there's something I can bring to the table here uh, that's very different and hopefully helpful, you know, in not a sort of annoying way, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, nobody cares about the girl. I don't, certainly would never say that, right? <laughs> or I'm going to be that girl again. <laughs> right, right. Don't here we do go. That. But I think uh, I could... I could provide that. I'm literally your target audience, like someone who out of state who hasn't been to Montana, but I'm here and I, it's freaking awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I would meet people here that would say, oh, the outdoors and skiing, like I don't do any of that stuff. And I love it here. Yeah. And yet we, you know, a lot of times we would shift toward, well, let's put a lot of outdoor stuff on our marketing because that's what people want to see and that's why they come here. But then you meet people here who, you know, sure that they, they might go to Snowball our ski resort here once a year, but they, uh, that's not why they're here. They're for the music scene or whatever it might be. And yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or the amazing programs that are, are at the university. Yeah. Um, what is, so you've been at the university three years now Yeah. in the, in this role. So you started right before the pandemic, six months before COVID hit. Yeah. Isn't that wild that it's, you've been here three years and you started six months before that is, that is something. Yeah. Um, so you started in the office and then yeah. quickly uh, not in the office. Yeah. What was that? Uh, what was that whole? Uh, you, you know, like? 
I like to say having moved a lot, as we've established, um, six-month mark is right when you start to feel at home. Um, You've made one or two good friends. You you know where the grocery store is. And for me in Missoula, I already kind of had some of that. There's this strange... um, kind of shadow of what used to be in Missoula that I'll, mm. I'll sometimes I'll be like, didn't that used to, wasn't there a field right there? That's That happens all the time in Montana, especially in this area. Right, now there's a 10 plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is going on? Um, so there's that, but it when you, at the six month mark, we suddenly just went off into our closets, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, um, difficult for myself and my family like we you know all of those things that we were just starting to kind of get into um suddenly went away I feel even worse for people who landed in a new place during COVID Mm. because all those things that where you normally establish your connections to community went away yeah and unless you were happy to you know virtually play video games with all your friends from around the world Mm-hmm. Uh, you could feel really isolated if you were caught in one of those transitions. Yeah, like if you had moved, and you said, you know, six months is usually the time that I like to take where mm-hmm. I feel settled. Well, if it's month one, because I've had those transitions myself, and not internationally, but you know, where you're sort of in the air. Yeah, and I would do things like leave places without a job. So a particularly precarious situation yeah, but yeah. yeah but I can't imagine yeah if that had happened at the wrong time in in my life it would have been really really tough you know yeah. harder than yeah than it was. I have to say we were actually in Yangon before coming here um and that is in the country of Myanmar which is just left of Thailand um had we stayed uh that picture would not have been great mm. um lots of people didn't realize the impact of COVID. So they, like, I would have evacuated without my husband. I would have stayed in Bangkok. Bangkok shut down. I would have been in a corporate apartment for two years with my kids, homeschooling virtually in another country. Uh, yeah. So, like, it was good that we left when we did. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then now the country, like, I have a bunch of friends. Uh, it's gone completely down. Um, there's been a coup in the government mm-hmm. and a everybody I know left we got we lived there during this kind of golden period of openness Hmm. um and that was literally like a decade and it was over just like that yeah wow wow but you're back in Missoula (laughs) here we are three years in um really what's your favorite thing to do in Missoula (sighs) too many to count there's so many good things here (laughs) I mean, you you can go be outside alone in less than five minute right. drive. Solitude in in four different directions. Yeah, um, yeah, that's underappreciated. I think is the maybe it's not, but the four direction yeah. thing. I I don't know the bitter root we talked about earlier for those listening outside of Montana uh, or Missoula. The bitter root is a north south highway, Highway ninety three, and there's a lot of great towns, great people. But the only directions most of the year are north and south. You can go out your driveway and take a left or a right, and that's about it. But the four directions in Missoula, there's something freeing about that. Yeah, yeah. it's totally amazing. Um, 
I love that you can um, see really great bands right by the river. Um, Pretty cool. Sitting on a grass just under the stars. That's um, And, that you know, that has been true every time I've been in Missoula, even before some of these bigger venues have come into town. Like you could go down and just be surprised at the amount of amazing talent that was around here. Mm. Um, I love like the Zoo Town Arts Center and what has been created there. Um, I have a friend who draws dinosaurs for a living and he comes into town and you can go to the cider and drink cider and draw dinosaurs and he'll walk <laughs> you through that. I love that you have these crazy kooky right. things. I love one of the other things I love is that you can never tell who you're going to meet. Uh, right. That like the person sitting next to you could have run the um, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development in the entire world and retired here in Missoula. Happens. Really? Beautiful, amazing National Geographic photographers and reporters that you know maintain homes here and live here when they're not yeah. out taking pictures in the wild yeah um we just have sort of this amazing eclectic population and you can be surprised by just having someone sit down next to you and say hi and talk that friendly openness that we have here too is really nice yeah it seems to me like a lot of that comes from there is not a lot of sprawl. I mean, there is in Missoula Valley, but when you drive outside of Missoula Valley, there's not cities. You know, on the East Coast, it feels like you drive and you're never really out of the population center. You're just between the population. Here, you know, you drive to Butte and boy, you're gonna you're gonna pass, you know, Drummond Deer Lodge and am I missing one out there? That might be it. You know, that might be it. <laughs> yeah. And there's some great, great towns and great country out there. But Phillipsburg. Uh, do you drive? Yeah, you do. Well, if you go Highway of. One, yeah. yeah, if you're on 90. <laughs> I get. So yeah, but it's uh, it's the, the solitude is one of my favorite parts. Is the access to solitude is so so quick. Yeah. But then you have this great city. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. So what, what sort of things are you keeping track of on the marketing side? So when you look at all these platforms, when you have. Uh, when you have this great student story come across, have you found good ways to get that in front of people so that they're seeing it, so that your positive messages are are getting heard? Do you have strategies for that? Um, we we do a playbook. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is pretty standard. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to say that I have it all sorted out. That I am the guru of social media and marketing and that whenever I put a story out millions of people look at it it's always changing but that's not how it works is it yeah it's always changing um I, I certainly look at metrics um mm -hmm. I would like to say that I have not been very successful at predicting what will be popular with the exception of one thing hmm. what was the um the inauguration and your man was sitting with his gloves in a chair watching, and he was, um, I'm going to forget his name. He was disqualified. Like, he, he ran, but he didn't make the ballot, or he was, like, the third-party candidate. This was, like, the presidential? Uh-huh. Uh, we're really good. We're marketers. We're not politicians. This Forgive was us. the last presidential election. Yeah. And it was... Bernie. Bernie Sanders. In, oh, his, with the in gloves. his gloves. 
So right. one of my colleagues who um, used to have my job put him on the oval in front of Main Hall just by himself <laughs> in the middle. And that was the most popular post of last year. That was the most popular post? Yeah. No, totally unrelated to anything we really do. We were just having fun. Which is the story, right? Because sometimes it's less about how many, but who. Like, okay, a lot of people saw that post, but what real impact did that have? Versus, hey, if a thousand of the right people or a hundred of the right people see the positive content that you're putting out, the student success stories, you know, if... If a hundred of those people see it, that's that's a success. Yep. Versus reporting, oh, we got ten thousand people that saw it. Well, yeah, it's a vanity metric. Yeah, I think, I think it it is a vanity metric. I think um, our society is very based on vanity metrics. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. I, I have teenagers, so it's all about who many how many people liked whatever I did. Mm-hmm. I'm going, yeah, but I mean, are they all your aunties? You know, <laughs> there right. is something to who is looking. Totally. And, and as you say, what impact are we having with the population we actually want to influence, mm-hmm. not just popularity? Right. Now, do you get direction from wherever it might be to say, hmm, you know, f- fall 2023, this program is looking a little, we've got a couple seats open in these classes. Let's try to push the gas on these programs and talk about these programs more and absolutely that, that happens yeah. oh yeah totally and it's, sometimes it's even just a class we have this mm. class that's normally or it's new um we think it will be popular with students can you just put it out mm. there and see if you can get our current students to to show interest and come and register right. Yeah, yep. that's interesting. Like so many times, colleges think, "Oh, admissions is all about recruiting new high school students and non-traditional students and people who are first-time students." But absolutely, the the current students. I would imagine that gets kind of competitive, though, because if okay, there's all these undecided students, and of course, the College of Humanities would like those students, and so would the College of Forestry. Yeah. Right. So, is there some of that? Oh, totally. Office competition. Totally, and I think there's also some classes that are very similar that um, are competing against each other. Mm. Yeah, we certainly have that. Um, But I think it's um, an interesting moment in our in our marketing time because we we go through all sorts of changes and and that's coming up. I think the the pieces of our marketing plans are made more and more complex because of the amount of people of differing backgrounds that we're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. It's not just incoming students. It's yeah. student and we're trying to re, you know, we call it retention. That's another big, you know, buzzword in the, right. <laughs> we want to keep you once we get you here. I mean, what's the point of having a really big freshman class if your senior class is a third of that size? Right. And and isn't that the ultimate role of the university, right? Like, hey, we're you are our customers we need to yeah. we need to keep you happy yeah i'm i i have no problem with the word customers when i talk about students because we serve them as customers would mm-hmm. i know a whole group of people who would really be no these are students they are not our customers mm-hmm. it's a very right. different relationship we have um it's an interesting i've heard that 
yeah, I've heard that. And when I said it, I'm like, oh, maybe that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but. Customers. Yeah. Um, just... You know, we, we're a public university. We don't, I think customers has become associated with profit. Mm, I see. Your customers right. are people you're trying to get a profit from. And I think that's where the objection is. Um, and as a marketer, I don't necessarily I've I've owned and run business before. I was at, I had a yoga studio in Yangon nice. that I built and ran myself. And right. my primary objective in that business was not necessarily profit. Right. It was providing a service to my customers that they needed at that moment that and they if, couldn't find anywhere else. Right. And if they were unsatisfied with something that hurt you, you were probably like, "No, I want you to be Yeah. I want you to have a great experience here." Yeah, it's not necessarily the profit that it that I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my first concern. And mm-hmm. I think that there are many socially based businesses out there that have customers mm-hmm. where they're they're really trying to bring a service and they're really trying to do something other than just make a profit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always for me in my career been this kind of like key element to everything I do. I, I, you know, I went and I got a business management and marketing degree from the University of Montana and I did it and I mm-hmm. thought this is a very practical degree, <laughs> right? Like everything I do in my whole life, I will need to be able to manage and I will need to be able to market or tell my story. Like there's no, there's no, nothing I've ever done that doesn't have those two elements in it. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I was right. that turned out to be correct but I got to the end of college and I went I don't want to go out and work for somebody where the where the first and primary objective is to earn money Hmm. that is not what I want my life to be about I want it to have greater meaning than that Hmm. and so at the time I looked around I took a car trip home I was going from Missoula to Oregon with um I don't even remember her name. If you're out there and you hear this, if you give me a, a call. I'd love to be in contact. If you took a road trip with Carrie, <laughs> from Missoula to Port to Forest Grove, I, I I could probably find your house, but I can't remember <laughs> your name. Human, right? <laughs> Human. Um, and she started talking about how she was planning on going um, into Peace Corps. Hmm. And she was a forestry major, and she was a senior a couple years ahead of me. So she would have graduated in 93 or so. And I hadn't, wow, you know, you know, sometimes the seeds are planted by strangers. Yep. And and you're like, whoa, Peace Corps. I hadn't even thought of that. <gasps> That's a thing I could do. I always wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm too scared to do that alone. This could be it. This could be the thing. And so I went and explored that, and I ended up being a Peace Corps volunteer in Kyrgyzstan. Amazing. Yeah. Kyrgyzstan. How was that? Kyrgyzstan, um, at that time, and I'm sure even today, is fabulous. Um, it is a beautiful mountainous country, much like what we're looking out at the window mm. today, um, with concrete Soviet block buildings. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of architectural uh, Yeah, they had some things, but... Um, Stalin did this thing where if you were bad as a group, he would just pick you up and like move you to Central Asia. <laughs> and so they would be like, oh, yeah, there's like this contingent of people from a whole other country and they live in this city. 
Like this is the this is the Azerbaijanis. They live here. These are the oh. Georgians. They're over here. <laughs> um, and then you have these poor Kyrgyz who are you know nomadic population. They had yurts and horses and sort of traveled around on the steppe. Right. Um, being sort of forced into uh, this civilization. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so there's some benefits to that. They, they, you know, they had electricity and good health care and education was pretty good. Um, and every now and again, you know, like the Aparachik, the, the you know, communist political leaders would come to the lake because they have this beautiful mountainous lake there. Like we have Flathead, the, the Central Asian Flathead. Okay. And so they would come. And so you, you know, you just have these sort of random resorts filled with um, people who were much, much better off, even in a communist structure. Um, Yeah, and it was all falling apart. So when we arrived, like, the apartment, I met my husband there. He was a Peace Corps volunteer a year before me. Really? And uh, his apartment was in Caracol, right on the lake. And uh, yeah. it had an old box, like a radio box, and there's no on or off volume switch on the radio. <laughs> it just is on. It just is on. And it's controlled by the state, and Whoa. you will listen to this. I mean, we didn't have to because that obviously fell apart with the communists. Yeah. Um, the USSR. But it was just on, and can you imagine? Propaganda just pumping through the stream. You will listen. Yeah. Amazing. In wow. your kitchen, you will listen. <laughs> That's really, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, so that, so you saw the world from a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we lived in the Middle East, and that was um, more of a Muslim population. Kyrgyzstan is nominally Muslim, but in the way, like, they haven't, for 70 years, religion was sort of, like, frowned upon. Hmm. And so, you know, it was like, we, we don't have that. Hmm. Um, and so they don't really even know their own traditions it's been so long that they like even their language was starting to die they they were just cut off from that sort of tradition um and then we went and lived in muslim countries and i lived in muslim countries for 20 years wow yeah and then new york yeah you mixed in new york somewhere (laughs) in there yeah yeah um at some point my husband came back to go to grad school and then he got a job at the headquarters of new york uh, or, or the United Nations in New York City, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went there, and it was supposed to be three months. And then six years later, we, wow. <laughs> we left. Did you like New York City? Yeah. 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 Um, solitude out t- outside alone, like tying it back to that first thing. Kind of tough. Not really. Um, Maybe on top of your building. Sometimes, like, <laughs> no. At the, you go no. up on top, and you look it's around, and there's, like, people staring back at oh, you from their windows. Yeah. <laughs> you need the tallest building, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, even the Williamsburg Bank. I reckon there's somebody looking up at you with their. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. If you if you stand with um like binoculars in a window apartment, <laughs> in, yeah, and you look around, you will find people looking back at you. Really? Yes. Yikes. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good in Missoula. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll stay here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean the. We, when we moved, we decided to not be that. Um, sometimes when you go to a place, you don't explore it. Right. Right. Or, or you live there for a long time. You're like, I don't need to. I know everything I need to know. I don't need to look and see new things. And so uh, when we moved to New York, we decided we were just going to 
be all out tourists. Hmm. Nice. We made this huge list of everything that we needed to do while we were in New York because keep in mind we thought we only had three months. Right. So you're moving quick. Um, you could really uh, go every weekend for three months and not be done in New York City. Like I would there's, imagine. there's just so much. What is there, eight million people yeah. in New York City? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the music and the art and the, I it's mean. Endless. Endless possibilities. Yeah. Um, so we did that. We just, Sweet. every weekend did something wonderful and new. Wow. And that was really good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're in Missoula. This is uh, this is really fun. This is great. Uh, this is a great chat. I think if people have questions for you, Carrie, regarding, you know, whether it's how do you transition into a marketing career? Hey, are you hiring? Is can we put some info in the show notes? They can find you there. Is sure. there anything else you want to tell them about? Sure. On, the, on that side, getting in touch with you or how how they can how they can reach you? Yeah, it's easy. Um, I'm, yeah. You'll we'll have put in the my show email, notes. Yep, you yeah, got it. Yep. phone number. Perfect. No problem. I'm. You are welcome to contact. I have li- LinkedIn credentials up. You're welcome to cool. get in touch however you like. Perfect. Yeah, we'll put that up there. I know a lot of people are like, you know, working at a college would be kind of neat, and it is. It's like it being is. on a college campus is pretty amazing. It is. And yeah. there's four thousand of them in the country. Um, and not everyone is as good as U of M. I'm sure. Not all. That is the very. That is very true. Um, only <laughs> one Missoula. It really is. <laughs> uh, and only one University of Montana. So, great. Um, anything else, Carrie? Did we, we covered kind of a pretty wide range there. But we what did. A, what a cool I don't episode. know. Favorite books. <laughs> hit me with hit me with favorite book book recommendation. I just read Creativity Inc., which is mm. the CEO of Pixar. Oh, cool. Um, I really enjoyed that book. I liked it. It's got a little change management in there and how to keep innovation and creativity kind of at the center of what you do, which I think you can never go wrong if you have those those things, those pistons firing right. Right. Keeping in mind. Yeah. Always remembering like you got to innovate. You got to innovate. I just watched, I think it was a documentary about Blockbuster and innovation right and i grew up in rochester new york yeah. home of kodak yeah you know used yeah. to be everybody yeah. rochester was kodak yeah and they've really reimagined themselves and there's a lot of great business there but for a while it got pretty grim because kodak decided kodak you know that digital camera not going to innovate not going to change and it's the classic they story miss, they missed the boat we are going to do things the same way we have always done things i think they just thought People love film too much because they loved film too much. Yeah, people yeah. people want to walk into a rental store and hold the VHS in their hand. I have to say, just the other day, someone said that to me. I wish, like, it was like I wish I could go into a video store just so I could. I remember that's how I figured out what I wanted to see mm-hmm. by looking at the pictures, picking up the box, reading the thing. And I was like, you know, there's rotten tomatoes, right? <laughs> like, it's not exist. quite the same, but like. Maybe it's nostalgia. <laughs> it was. You know, it was a little, a little nostalgia. Yeah. I want that blockbuster, the glowing blue. <laughs> yeah, there is. I think there is a store like that still in Spokane. Really? Where you can actually go in. and. But it is, it's not the thing that is new, right? It's It's like we're now paying tribute to a dead it's a vintage. Right. 
shop. That's right. <laughs> that's what it's, you know, it's, a it's relic like of, yeah. the relics are there. Absolutely. Yeah. If you ever go to a vintage store with your kids, it's fun. Yeah. And they're like, they look at the dial telephone and they're like. "It's uh, Yeah. Like I saw a comedian talking about bass boost on a disc mint. Like that hits right in the heart. <laughs> bass boost was so cool. You know, the disc mint. Yeah. Carrie, thank you. This is a great, uh, great chat. And yeah, thanks again. Yeah, welcome. That's a wrap on this episode, everyone. Thank you so much to Carrie. And as always, if you have additional questions for our guests, shoot them our way, team at pintlergroup.com. If you're interested in being on the podcast, same email address applies. We'll make sure to add those to the show notes. Have a great day, and thank you for listening. Thank you.